following program is your wake-up call. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Doreen DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. Bonjour, everyone. <laughs> my wife is going to talk about France. Yes, we're going to start the show with a story that no one's covering because all we hear about is impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. That's it. We don't hear about anything else. You can, I dare you to turn on CNN or MSNBC now, no matter what time you're listening to us you or what, what day. You want to know why? Because this society has a game show mentality. Well, it's also because it's a distraction. You know, um, someone, a friend of ours who happens to also be our chiropractor yesterday, she asked us, and you know, she's not like politically unaware. I know that she's involved in some groups, you know, progressive groups and so forth. So she asked both of us, right? What's going to happen to the country? And like, who's going to be the nominee? And what do we think of Bloomberg? And every time we come in to see her, and this is not just this one person that we know, and this is not a stupid person by any stretch of the imagination, they ask these questions. And I'm like, well, first of all, I tell them that honestly, I think the Democrats would be fine with losing, Trump does four more years, and then they run somebody like Barack Obama, very centrist, corporatist, to destroy the rest of our entitlements and make the donors happy because we will be so desperate as we were after the Bush-Cheney years that anyone that's not Trump will be fine. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet, right? Because the whole country isn't realizing that Trump is a symptom of the problem. There's a very large portion that gets it, but that it's not a unified uh, um, awakening, I guess. Everybody's not woke to the fact that Trump is a symptom of like 40 to 50 years of chipping away at Maybe the working more. man. Okay, so... And let me... Uh, let me stop all the Bloomberg. Oh, he's going to oh, save us. Oh, my Lord in heaven. I worked for this man for the city of New York for 12 years. He was technically only supposed to serve eight. eight. He bribed the city he council. He bribed the city council in New York to run for a third term because when he ran, it was right after 9-11. Every time he sees opportunity, he gets politically involved. Because he wants to make more money. Money, money, money. He saw the trade centers come down and his eyes lit up. Mm -hmm. He's also the 311 guy. Like if you have, you have probably have 311 wherever you live in the country, you have 311, right? And that's how you get in touch with your local government and maybe you report things or you ask questions. So he is the guy that started that here in New York City so, and he sold it to the whole country. Yeah, every time you call 311 for something stupid... You make him richer. Right. He's also the one that outlawed smoking in bars. Which hurt the he restaurant told you industry. how big your soda can be. That's right. It's very controlling. Zuccotti Park and Occupy Wall, Wall Street. Street. Those people got roughed up because of him. Yep. Stop and Frisk was his. Now all of a sudden he's apologizing because now he wants to run for office. Right. It's, it's such propaganda. And the other I can go on and on and on. And... And he has no supporters, really. He doesn't need them because he has money. And he's always got that stupid smirk on his face. And he owns Bloomberg News. So he owns a media conglomerate, right? So Bloomberg is also financial, right? And it's also 
um, journalism. So he owns that. How sick is this? If you watch an old movie about this, right? Remember, like you can watch Citizen Kane, William Randolph Hearst. You do not want a person that owns a media conglomerate to run for any office at all. The two cannot be together. And a rich guy should not be. Oh, we have a little visitor, our little Bon Bon. She's such a little cutie. Um, anybody that listens to the show knows we have rescue cats. So anyway. Back to France. Bloomberg. Commercials are constantly on. I'm sure everybody sees them. I'm seeing them. They're very sanitized. Talking about, you know, um, his uh, efforts for gun legislation. I don't know about you guys, but we still have, you know, people dying in mass shootings. Guns are still a problem. He has not solved the problem, okay? He might be on the right side of guns, but, you know, a clock that's broken is right twice a day. So, okay. Um, So she asks us, what do we think of Mike Bloomberg? No. So we just gave you the reasons why. Okay, they're all factual, and you can look every single one of them up, okay? So uh, let's move on. So the, and the, uh, one more thing. He wanted that third term because he invested a lot of time in that Freedom Tower that now stands over mid, uh, lower Manhattan. And he didn't want another mayor taking the credit for his creation. No, that's true. He wanted to be there for the ribbon cutting. Yeah. And there were term limits, just so people understand. We voted for term limits, which, which apply to him as well. So you can't run for three terms. Like everybody has to get out of their job after the two terms now. So it's just a, it's musical chairs around here in Queens where we are. And I'm sure in a lot of other districts, but yeah, that everybody was- Everybody go, when they lose, they don't drop out altogether. They go sideways. Right, but that's okay, Let though. Let me look for another spot. Well, but fill. they have to. It forces them to find another job and get out of that position that they're in. And we voted for that. We were in favor of that. So people are asking us this. Uh, it made, 2016 and 2019 are very similar. And why do I say that? Because the Republicans had the same situation that we have now. They had like 21 candidates, if I don't remember incorrectly, they tried on every single establishment candidate they could find. First, they tried Jeb Bush. Remember, he was the one. And then when that didn't work, they went for Marco Rubio, and then he wasn't the one. And then I think they thought about Kasich, but they said, ah, he's a little too moderate, so he wasn't the one. And then we even got down to Ted Cruz. And meanwhile, Trump was going higher and higher and higher because they were not listening to the voters because the voters on the Republican side said, we are sick of you establishment jerk-offs. We are still poor. We still pay more taxes. We still don't have health care. We are still unhappy. And whatever other grievances they may have on their side of the aisle. So they didn't want establishment. But the establishment thought, we'll throw a lot of money. Trump is an idiot. He's not going to be the nominee. Guess what? He was the nominee. And the runner-up was Ted Cruz. So think about how crazy that was. Now, if you go forward to 2019, the Democrats are doing the same thing. The establishment is trying to shuffle the deck and they're trying to find a moderate that's going to make their donors happy so things don't change ever so much because they really do like what Trump's doing because a lot of what Trump's doing is really the Republicans and the moderate Democrats are in favor of and the donors. So they're fine with the tax cuts and all of those stuff, deregulation. They're fine with yeah, that. And now we got Barack Obama from the shadows yeah, actually. With a little hacksaw going at Bernie's chair legs. Right, and Can saying. Can you believe it, Mr. 
Mr. Change, Change Angels. Right, we don't really want to believe Now he got a taste of the good life for eight years and he forgets everything. The truth, I don't think he was ever that. He never did a... Di you, uh, what, because he was a little community organizer in Chicago? He never rolled up his sleeves and got his hands dirty. No, but he was never ever a liberal. People made him a liberal because they wanted to, because they liked what he had to say, and because, again, as I just told you, I just told you guys, eight years of Bush and Cheney was exhausting to the people. Imagine what eight years of Trump will do to people. People will vote for Mickey Mouse. Right? They'll vote for, like, a cat on YouTube. They'll vote for... They would vote for SpongeBob. SpongeBob for president. They'll vote for anyone that's not Trump. And they're sort of selling that now. So who do they have left? So Harris went down in flames, and we've talked about this. A lot of it has to do with Tulsi attacking her on numerous occasions, and she never recovered. So goodbye, Kamala. Um, that was inevitable. So... Uh, they're trying to float Amy Klobuchar. That's really not going anywhere. Cory Booker, not going anywhere. A lot of the others that have Bennett and so forth, they've been gone for a while. So they still have Joe Biden, whose support is slipping. It was really sky high, and now, you know, it's kind of settling in. And in the meantime, Bernie's support is uptick. And it looks like how Warren's support is lessening. And that's probably because some people might have gone to Buttigieg and maybe some people went to Bernie. So the voters are starting to pay a little more attention because time is coming closer to casting the first ballots in New Hampshire and Iowa. So there's, you know, the, 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 the race is shaking, you know, into... Uh, yeah, but if Biden gets the nomination... Kamala might be his running mate. Oh, he mentioned that. Yeah, well, that's a losing proposition. So she comes bubbling up to the surface. Yeah, then. and she'll and they'll never win. She's she's a losing candidate. She lost. She's gone. She couldn't get money or supporters. And by the way, her donors weren't happy with how she answered questions. I will let you know that she will never be the vice presidential candidate. I can almost bet money on it without hesitation because the donors for Biden will be like, oh no. We can't have her. She's a loser. So that's not going to happen. But I, it just shows you how senile Biden is. Um, who wanted, wants to do push-ups with supporters that, you know, challenge him on his son. Like, okay, anyway. So I think it's going to come down to Bernie and Biden. I really do. So Mayor Pete. Let's talk about Mayor Pete. We haven't talked about him too much. Um, and now because he's got some support, right, from the rich people, and supposedly he's moving up in the polls, which, whatever, the polls mean not a lot to me. But he's getting scrutiny now. So uh, Mayor Pete has a history that he doesn't really want people to know about. So he worked for, I just have to find my story about Mayor Pete because I was going to do something else, but I am... Changing my order. For batting order. Francis. My batting order. France is going second. Thank you, Tony. Okay, France is going to go second. We're going to take care of... We're going to take out Mayor Pete first. So, there's three years of his life Mayor Pete doesn't really want to talk about, and we haven't heard about it until now, because now Elizabeth Warren, who's going down in the polls, right, she is going after Mayor Pete. So, one of the things she's going after Mayor Pete about is his funding for his campaign. So since April, Mayor Pete has not given, provided a list of donors. And that's kind of troubling. 
He's not reported it. And he does take corporate money. So everybody wants to know, as Elizabeth Warren says, who are your bundlers? Okay, so those are rich people that like amass money together. And what do they expect in return from you? That's a good question, right? Because when Mayor Pete was first running, and you can Google this, he was in favor of Medicare for All. Then as he started to resonate a little bit and he saw that Medicare for All probably wasn't gonna make the donors happy, because he's got a lot of Obama donors and Clinton donors on his side, he decided to walk that away. You know how he's always said Medicare for anybody who wants it? Like, what is that? So he, he, he changed his position. He has no core, this guy. You tell me, email us, Facebook us, what Mayor Pete's plans are for America, how he's going to fix stuff. He doesn't have any. Like Elizabeth Warren has a plan for freaking everything. He's got a plan for nothing. His only thing is, I will defeat Donald Trump and get rid of him. Like that's the only problem that we have is get rid of, getting rid of Donald Trump. So yeah, it'll be like David and Goliath. We have no update on his donors. None. So the other problem he has is after he graduated from Harvard, he went off to work for this company called McKinsey. It's a global consultancy. So he worked there for three years. He only talks about little snippets of it and only when pressed about it. And apparently in, uh, in service to this company, he had to live in and travel to Iraq and Afghanistan. What he did there, we don't know. Be part of his work is covered under an NDA, a non-disclosure disclosure agreement. So he cannot talk about that, which is something that Trump makes people sign. So they have that in common. Not a good thing. Now, he's starting to sound like a rich punk, right? Okay, he worked for this big corporation who, by the oh, way... Oh, he's got a face I'd like to smack. Who, by the way, has a lot to do with um, uh, ICE. They work with ICE. Like they, they're, they're being sued as well. So when asked, he says, well, there's an NDA. If they release me of that, I'm happy to talk about it. They're never going to do that. How does he go from that... To being, to a, being a mayor, a of, a mayor little town. of a little backwater town very in strange. Indiana. Yeah, it's scary, right? What is that? Um, so those are his problems. He's, he's looking very, he looks, has his coziness with power, right? Doesn't that, but that's what you take away from it, right? He graduated from Harvard. He got this job with this um, global consultancy, McKinsey. They, his, this stuff is so secretive that he had to um, sign an NDA. He went overseas to the Middle East to work. Nobody knows what the F he did there. Then he's got a bunch of bundlers. We don't know who they are. He won't tell us who they are. And this is an anti-establishment uh, period of time for America, right? Because the energy is on the left. The energy is in the base, just like the Republicans back in 2016, right? They also wanted change, like somebody who wasn't uh, the usual suspect jerk-off that was going to screw them anyway. So Mayor Pete's looking very cozy to the establishment, and he is never going to resonate with the left. Like, there isn't anyone that's like a, a Warren supporter, a Tulsi supporter, a Yang supporter, or a Z Sanders supporter that's going to change to Mayor Pete. There are none. I'm sorry. I don't see that happening. I don't see it at all. And I think Warren is going to destroy him in this next debate because that's her thing. Her thing is, you know, corporate donations and the corporation. Well, when is the next debate? December 18th. 
So I think Warren is going to set her sights. Ooh, that's the night I'm off. Supposedly. I, I think she's <laughs> going to set her sights to catapulting, like literally destroying, right? Dropping drones on top of this guy on that debate stage. And Mayor Pete is not ready. And how do I know that he's not? Because he was not ready for Tulsi Gabbard at all. He was not ready, and he does not have answers to any of these questions. And you know what I say to you listeners, everybody out there? You cannot run against a guy like Trump who will not have transparency and disclose his business dealings, disclose his, his taxes, right? He's this shady guy. He's like a mafia guy, right? You can't run against him if you're signing NDAs, working for big corporations, coming from Harvard and taking money from big bundlers, and we don't know who they are. You can't do it. Who told you that a long time ago? You have to be squeaky clean. It's not just squeaky clean. You have to on the, be on the right side of the people, and you have to be able to like speak to your history. You have to be honest and say, this is what I did on the table. So mayor, and uh, he's not qualified anyway. The guy was a mayor from a little town. I mean, give me a break. So his thing is, I'll get rid of Trump. Yeah. So that's... Oh, let me tell you something. Trump is going to go off with the gay stuff. Well, that won't help Trump because there'll be people that are turned off by that. He doesn't need to go to the gay stuff with Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete is the mayor of a tiny little town. I think he got 6,000 or 9,000 votes. How much you want to bet Come if on. he gets a nod, Trump will start calling him Opie. No, he's not going to get it. There's no way that's going to happen. But he needs to be, he needs to be uh, taken, he needs to be off that debate stage. So Warren's got to kind of dispatch that situation. She's got to do a Tulsi on him, on Buttigieg. So the field narrows down so we have less candidates. Now, as far as Tulsi goes... It looks like Tulsi has decided to not sit it out. to sit out this debate. They don't and, call on her anyway. No, that's true. And but, when they call on her, they try to make her look like a Matahari from Moscow. Yeah, I know. So, um, although she's always the most Googled candidate, and she always raises more money, she's short one, um, one polling, one poll. I don't know if she's going to get it. She said, even if I get it, I'm not going to do it. Her plan is to travel, use that time to travel to New Hampshire. That's the first primary state, and she's been there a lot because uh, her polling numbers are going up there. And she's traveling to South Carolina, which is a, that's a play. She might not want to waste her energy on these debates because, as you can see, the debates, they're not drawing well anymore. Well, I don't think this one's going to draw well at all because no. it's December. You and I will watch. People be out at the mall. And at Christmas parties or decorating their house. They have things to do. So they're going to be busy. They so, might leave it on like I leave on, you know, a football game and I listen to it, but... No, you know what this one's going to be? This one's going to be the diehard people, the people that already know who they're going to vote for. And I those know are the who ones. I want. Bernie! I know you do. We're not trying to talk Bernie to Bernie Tulsi, 2020. So... <clears throat> That's our is thoughts. Is Bloomberg going to be up on the stage? No, he can't be because Bloomberg is financing his own campaign. So the threshold for donors, he doesn't oh, have right. one. He's the only donor. I could just imagine him up there talking uh, about all the great things the way, he did for New York. By the way. With his, that stupid smirk on yeah, his face. Yeah, his rollout was awful. He's always got that look like, you know, when the Grinch had that little grin on his face. <laughs> no, I want to just tell you something. He, I saw his announcement for president. I just, I think C-SPAN had it. And it I, was really high energy. 
It was the lowest energy. It made, who did he call low energy? Oh, Jeb Bush was low energy, right? Trump used to call him that. He made Jeb Bush like, look like he was like, I don't know. Um, He's got that, Bloomberg's got that voice like that character from Night Court. She was the one that always had the cigarette in her mouth. No, I don't know. The court officer, she was the old Jewish woman. Selma Diamond. Oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, she's got that. And then she passed away and they replaced her with Marsha Warfield. Uh-huh. But that woman, that's what Bloomberg said. He's got no like. energy. That guy's going to get people to come out and vote? Come on. Give me a break. And he's not going to play well in a lot of places in the country. I'm sorry. Anyway, so on to France. Do you have any good French? You have a French accent you can do, right, Tony? On to France. We're taking a trip to France. So, so let's go. This is a huge story. Before I get jet lag. This is a very huge story, and it should be on TV. And the National reason, strikes all over right. Paris. Well, so the deal is, is that they have shoveled this nonsense for years that, you know, France is the, they're the bad guys. Like, oh, in France, can you imagine they do that? Like, they've sort of made the American people think that life in France is not good and the people are crazy and, like, we don't want what they have and everything is not so great. Meanwhile, France is one of the most um, generous social safety nets that there are. Uh, the people are very happy with them. You have a baby and you need to go to work. They already have childcare. It's included in your taxes. They have you know very good health care. about the people about the France? They say, oh, if it wasn't for us, you'd be speaking German. The people of France say that? No, the people here. Oh, the people here. I'm sorry. You could say the same thing about England because England was getting the, you know. Their butts kicked. You know, the Yorkshire pudding kicked out of them by the Nazis. You're funny. But it has always been a thing here to dislike the French. At the French don't like us, right? They've always said that. They started that it's recently nonsense. because of Bush, because they didn't want to get involved with his little Iraq escapade. And it be, everything became, oh, let's call them freedom Well, fries. even before that, they were like that. Because they don't want the American people to know that the French people actually are onto something. Meanwhile, I hate to tell everybody, if it wasn't for the French, the Revolutionary War, they helped the people here defeat the British. Mm -hmm. So this is what's going on right now in France. And by the way, this is not the first time this has happened. Many times they have tried to touch their pension system. And they have had many, many, many protests. So just imagine Occupy Wall Street happening all the time. Like the government tries to take away their entitlements and they go after them. When they started the no smoking in the restaurants, the people just said, we're smoking anyway, and they smoked. Like, they work together. What are you going to do? Send me to Devil's Island? Yeah, right. so I'm Fran going to light up anyway. So this has been going on, this national strike, in, well, in, in France, in Paris, since December 5th. France's weekend of discontent, discontent Yellow vest and pension protesters gather. This is from the New York Times. And this was carried in all the newspapers and everywhere, just not on television. Few trains were run, running and most Paris metro lines were closed in face of a strike and the long-running protests. One protest movement started a year ago in France and drew thousands at its peak to roundabouts across the country in angry yellow vest demonstrations against the plan increases in gas taxes. So I don't know if any of you have heard of them, but the yellow vests were formed because they were raising the gas tax and it made it very oppressive for the people. They are running around the streets of France saying Macron is a piece of merde. Yeah, they're really not happy about him. You know what merde means? Uh, I think it's poo-poo. You got it. Poo-poo. Um, so on Saturday, the yellow vest, j vest joined the unions in rallies 
um, in protest of the pension, uh, the proposed pension change that Macron is proposing. So Macron has promised to standardize 42 public and private pension schemes into one state-managed point-based plan. But for many protesters, nothing less than the, the future of their vaunted social safety net is at stake. Many fear losing money and having to work longer before retirement. The protests have already unleashed days of public transportation chaos that halted trains and led to canceled flights. On Saturday, the impact was continuing um, since the day workers did not have to commute. It was less because, you know, there were people that didn't have to go to work. But Train traffic was still heavily disrupted across France, and some businesses have started expressing worries that the strike could affect Christmas shopping. Um, so they're really worried about this change. Obviously, they want to save money, the government. So that's why they want to do this. And the labor unions are very active, and they have uh, uh, teamed up with the Yellow Vests, who have a pro were protesting prior to this. And Macron wanted to do reform and have a revolution, but the revolution is not for the people, okay? It has nothing to do with helping the people, doing anything good for the people. So let's talk about what's, you know, the effect of having these very generous pensions, right, and the early retirement. Some people retire when they're 57. Other people retire when they're 42. They're all different, you know, pension plans for all different kinds of jobs, but the poverty rate of people over 65 in France is less than 5%. That's a very big deal. So because everybody, many people have pensions, they're not starving, all right? And they're retiring. And by the way, their lifespan is going up in France. Now, let's say, what's the difference? Like, well, let's put something against that. So let's talk about the U.S. So in the U.S., the... Poverty rate among people 65 and over is 20%. That's a big difference, 20%. And what's the difference? Not as many people have pensions. We live in a state that has a lot of public sector workers, so we have a lot of pensions here. But there are states that have almost no pensions at all. So people have nothing to retire on except for Social Security, which well, it's like, look at Wyoming. is not enough. 100,000 people that live in there. How many are in unions? <laughs> no, there aren't. There's not a lot of pension workers because, remember, most of the pensions come from working for the government, right? The public sector instead of the private sector. So if the state doesn't have pensions for their workers, there are no pensions because there's very few private sector. So they're going after the private sector too, pensions. So the life expectancy here in the U.S. is, is uh, becoming shorter. We're not going in the right direction. People are dying younger. So, and that's for a lot of reasons we How know this. How much younger? Well, I don't, I don't have that in front of me, but I just know that the life expectancy in France is going up. The poverty rate for elderly people is much less. And there's a reason for that, because people need to have a, so, a strong social safety net. So this is why they are protesting. Now, if you compare that to U the U.S., last, two years ago, we had the tax cuts, okay, that were basically for the wealthy people. And that money was extracted from our social safety net. We've talked about this many, many times in this program. So they took $1.5 trillion from Medicaid 
and Medicare, and they gave it to the wealthiest of the wealthy people that Bernie is always railing about that don't need it, and it's not their money. So we were robbed. Where were our protests? There were none. The only time we had protests was Occupy Wall Street in the recent times, and the person that Tony just mentioned, Mayor Bloomberg, made sure that was crushed and destroyed because we are the capital of the corporations, right? We are, that's where the banks are. The New York Federal Reserve, the ones that have been printing money for the overnight banking system, all right, because the banks don't even have enough money to lend each other. So here in America, we don't do these protests. And we, when, when we tried to, they were destroyed and quashed. So they don't want us to see what's going on in France. That's why I told our friend yesterday, you need to start watching YouTube and watch really good YouTubers because you're going to get better information. Because the corporate media, once again, if you turn on this TV right now, it's going to be impeachment. Yes, impeachment's a story and it needs to be reported. But there are millions of other and things. Like I've said before on the show, the House is going to vote yes. The Senate's going to vote no, and we're going to be right back where we started. It's a waste from. of time. And the other it thing is... It's a waste of airwaves, tax dollars, but it's a lot of hot air. Well, also... That's going to go nowhere. It's going to hurt the people that are running for president. Okay. Kim Jong-un's missile program has further advancement than this impeachment hearing will. Well, actually, he just announced that they have like a big missile test that they're going to be I doing. I wouldn't doubt it. No, he said it. It actually was announced the other day, so... That romance between Trump and Kim hasn't really... Uh, well, he said he's like... Uh, he, he really disparaged him, mm -hmm. Kim Jong-un. I know. I saw that. So I don't want to get off too far off topic. So the other problem with impeachment is that it's going to take time away from the people running for president that sit in the Senate. Because if it does go to a Senate trial, if Mitch McConnell allows that to happen, because remember, he can say, I'm not taking it up. And it's just done. That's it. Over. We're not, we're not even going to take it up. We're not going to make it a spectacle. I have a feeling he's going to make a spectacle out of it. But that means that Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and I don't think there's anybody else, Cory Booker, but I mean, Cory Booker is irrelevant to this camp, you know, this election, but they'll all have to sit and listen to testimony. So how are they going to campaign for president if they have to be in the Senate listening to well, testimony. Well, I would tell Cory Booker, you better drop out because you're not going anywhere anyway. <laughs> but that's not the person I'm worried about. I'm worried about Bernie. Bernie can't campaign, so he's going to have to rely on his surrogates and the weekends to do yeah, this. Yeah, but Bernie's got so much momentum. That's true. From the last campaign. But it I sucks, so. I don't think really derailing that, that No, I don't think so, but it's just going to make it harder for him. And that's their deal. They want to put as many banana peels in front of Bernie. They ignore him. They don't talk about him. They act like he's not existing. And meanwhile, last debate, folks, he got 50,000 new individual donors. 50,000 new ones. So, and the people that don't like Tulsi, okay, you don't have to like her, but she has a lot of people donating to her and following her campaign. And a lot of people are showing up in New Hampshire because you know what? She's talking about the things that people are hungry for, just as Bernie is. Taking care of the people first. Taking care of the people, the citizens, the people that are the contributors, the workers in this country. And that's exactly what the people in France are fighting for. You know, and unfortunately, yeah, I'm not even going to mention one of uh, our listeners from the great state of Texas who keeps insisting that Tulsi's a Russian bot. I know. It's unfortunate. You know, it's unfortunate that... I'm not that, going to mention any names. No, there's, it's unfortunate that really nice people 
Um, because the TV, listen, you didn't watch that last debate, what they did to her and how they talked about her. It was stunning. It was stunning. I couldn't believe it. I cannot believe it. You know how they're going after somebody who's not that high in the polls, right? But they're terrified of her because she speaks the truth and they don't want that. They just don't want it. So, um, I'm going to now toss it to Tony. What do you got for us, Tony? All right. Now, where am I here? Let me put on my, uh, I'm getting to that age where I have multiple pairs of glasses. All right here, wait a minute. Pilot to tower, pilot to tower. There is a black hole in the Milky Way galaxy. There is. A big one. But not as big as Donald Trump's mouth. Oh, Not yet. Chinese astronomers, one especially, Jai Fong Lu, and if I mispronounce that, oh well. Uh, We're sorry. We're sorry. They discovered a, this is from CBS News, they discovered a massive black hole that should not even exist in the Milky Way galaxy. But it is there to go along with the 100 million other black holes. Our galaxy is like a piece of Swiss cheese. Apparently. With all these black holes. So what does that mean? Sounds like the road outside my, uh, used to be the road outside my apartment. All the, all the potholes, all the black holes in the... Okay, now it should not even... It's in the Milky Way galaxy. It is the largest ever detected in that galaxy, which we're in, the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. It is called LB-1. It's a black hole. It is 70 times the mass of the sun. 70 times. It's, That's it's big. Bigger, 70 times bigger could swallow the sun. Than the sun, but still not as big as Donald Trump's mouth. You're funny. But it could swallow the sun then. It's supposed to be only 20 times the mass of the sun. So it's almost like it's eating stars as it's going along. That's what they do. That's what a black hole is. They implode. The stars implode. I don't know any of this stuff. You know all this astronomy. All right. Now, the research team at the Chinese Academy of Sciences, they use something. This is a real tongue twister. The Large Sky Area Multi-Object Fiber Specter... Scopic telescope. <laughs> Jeez, that's a long list. It must be a try, long. Try to try to say that if you after a I pitcher of beer. Couldn't. You bite the tip of your tongue off. Now they said. Now follow up. Uh, they uh, went to Spain and America, and they followed up with the examination. And this thing is fifteen thousand light years away from us. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand light years. I don't know. That's not that far. I've heard like millions of light years away from us. You're like, ah, I'll never get here. Swallow up something like us? That would take care of everything. It would. Yeah, wouldn't have to worry. Won't have to worry about my entitlements anymore. Don't worry about the global warming. Who's going to be president? That cross it all off the list. No, I'm only kidding. I don't know how far that is. I don't know about any of this, this stuff. This black hole will swallow us up, swallow us, uh, swallow us up, and uh, boop us out again. You're funny. Maybe it could swallow the sun. We need the sun. Well, it's yeah, bigger than I the mean, sun. Yeah, if it swallows everything in its path. Well, if it swallows the sun, we we can't live. There's no existence. Holy cow. Okay, we're going to go back to Bernie Sanders, my personal candidate. Bernie Tulsi 2020. <laughs> Verge and Vice. Now, this is Comcast's worst nightmare. Bernie Sanders unveiled a $150 billion plan to expand high-speed internet access. And they're having a boop fit. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even put that in the, um, remember after the the bailout. 
Remember after like we had the crash and Obama was in his first term, his first year, he wanted to give money to broadband. Yeah. To like help people in the poor areas be able to connect with the internet. No, they shot that down. It was like a million and a half dollars. It was like a stupid change. Nothing. And they, no, 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 none of that. Because that means people might learn something. He's yeah. going to call it high speed internet for all. Great. Now, it is a. He thinks that broadband should be a public utility like the gas, the water, the electric company. We agree with that. He wants to put $150 billion in grants, startup grants. Great idea. Now, what does MPBS mean? I don't know. What's in a sentence? What does it say? I don't know. It's just a phrase. He wants 100 down and 10 up, while FCC wants 25 down and 3 up. MPBS, you said? Yes, MPBS. What right. exactly? I forgot to look it up and Good. I was like, oops, now I got caught with my, uh, what does it mean? I don't know. No? You're looking it up? Go ahead. Keep doing All your right. story. He also wants to restore net neutrality. And oh, I hear it is. Megabits or megabytes per second. One million bytes or, or bytes per second. The corrective abbreviation is a B. So it's the fast. It's how fast. Yeah, so he wants 100 down and 10 up, and then they, FCC only gives us 25 down and 3 up. Yeah, he wants to speed it up. He wants mm. everybody to get, like, high speed. See, what they want to do is they want us to pay for the speed. You know, if we want an upgrade, they yeah. want us to have to pay for that. And it should be public. Kind of like the HOV lane. The air, Yeah, the airwaves are ours. They belong to us. Uh-huh. By the way, they really do belong to us. So how they've all been able to do this is because... Democrats and Republicans have uh, destroyed that public airways. All right. Like I said, he wants to restore net neutrality and he wants broader antitrust efforts to break them up. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, other candidates are hopping on the bandwagon. Warren is promoting a similar plan, but she only wants to dump $85 billion into it. Buttigieg wants to get involved, $80 billion. And Amy Klobuchar has some trillion-dollar infrastructure plan that will include this. Whatever. So who knows how much money she's going to get. Yeah, and who knows what money they're getting from Comcast and all the other companies, right? Now, I thought... But do you notice that... Wait, can I just say one thing? Do you notice when Bernie says something like this, they don't walk away from it? Because they know people want it. So they like they sort of like say, yeah, I'm for that. And then as we examine closer, they won't be really for it. Just like Buttigieg was for Medicare for All. And they were... And actually, Kamala Harris, that's why she lost... Because Kamala Harris started out, I'm co-sponsoring the bill with Bernie on Medicare for All. And then all of a sudden she didn't believe it and she came out with this weird plan that nobody could figure out. And that's why she really fizzled. Plus Tulsi gave her the... uh, All right, this is out of the New York Post, which I never really read, but I found it. And it was a story (laughs) online. It's inside the Amazon jungle and it has to deal with working at a Staten Island Amazon fulfillment center. Right in our back. And the woman is named Maureen Donnelly. Out of she's forty six years old, and it says here she said she managed to toil for just a month at Amazon's controversial fulfillment center on Staten Island before the sheer monotony, constant micromanagement, grueling hours, and crippling workload forced her to pack it in. Now she talks about that they have to do calisthenics before they work. What? And then they didn't promise overtime. And then during the holidays, they make them work overtime. And she has a second job. She has to work somewhere else. She goes, they make them take water onto the uh, work floor with them. 
And then because she's 46, you know, I have to drink water. I have to go to the bathroom. Right. They give her a a problem because she's got to run to the can. Kidding. Yeah. You're not allowed to step into the robot's areas. You could be terminated on the spot if you step into the 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 path. The robots. Because the robots are really taken care of. She goes, you wouldn't believe the stuff that she's got to stock. She's she's talking about dildos. (laughs) Oh, my she goes, what kind of crap are people buying? Everything. F- finger puppets. Everything. They buy everything from Amazon. You see, we live in a big building. We have piles of stuff. We saw tires in front of our building. Yeah, delivered tires. by Amazon. Tires. She says, ex-Amazon worker tells of hellish toil among boxes and bots at Staten Island Warehouse. Uh, she goes, they all drank the Kool-Aid, they all said. This is the best place to work. It was cult-like. The job crushed my spirit, crippled my body. It was absolutely the worst job I've ever had in my life. And this woman said she worked in a dairy in Ireland. Oh, my God. And that's hard work. Yeah. So she goes, I'm not afraid of hard work. But right. She goes, unless you're 16, 18 to 25, you can't do this job. You will age out by 25. Remember we saw it on TV. So the kid was interviewed and he said, like, it's so monotonous. Yeah. And horrible. She goes, at Amazon, you were surrounded by bots and they were treated better than the humans. Of course they were. You know why they don't use, they don't even give them AC in this place. She goes, it gets up over 100 degrees in this place. Oh my God. She goes, you know why they they were complaining about uh, air conditioning the place? Don't they need it for the robots? No, they said the robots don't react well to the cold air. Oh, so they take care of the robots. Over so the, the robots. Where's OSHA? How come OSHA? So not the in robots there? are getting. OSHA needs to be called to that place. She goes here. Occupational safety and hazard. She goes. Amazon jobs are like menudo. They are for people sixteen to twenty-five. Once you hit twenty-five, you age out. Kind of almost like the porn industry. Funny, <laughs> Tony. Everything always. Yeah. Tony, it always goes back to porn. You got it. <laughs> and what was the other one? She goes, when I finally threw in the towel, I finished my shift, left the building, phoned the warehouse, and told them to give my manager this message. I had another job offer, and and I'm taking it, which was not true. She quit. She walked out. She goes, that woman woman on the... uh, She goes, I had to laugh at the commercial where they show how great it is to work at Amazon. I want to stab that woman in the (laughs) eyes who says, we sweat, we bust our butt. But if I didn't enjoy what I was doing, I wouldn't be here. Oh, my God. No one I knew at Amazon was even remotely that happy. Yeah. Because they're actors. They don't work there. Why isn't the go- Why is anybody in there inspecting what they're doing? Where's the city councilman from Staten Island? Where's oh, the city councilman? He's a Republican. Yeah, so he's like... That, what's his name? What, what the hell was it? Joey something? Joey A or yeah, something? Why isn't, there, why isn't there a city council person there? And by the way, hats off to everybody in New York City that stopped Amazon from coming to Long Island They're City. coming anyway. They're here. They took space in Manhattan. We didn't have to give them $3 billion. Hi, Republicans, okay? Do you want to give away your money to this bastard? He doesn't need it. He opened up shop in Manhattan anyway, and then people say, oh, but it's only 1,500 jobs. Yeah, you were paying for the other jobs. And I guarantee uh, a thousand of them will be robots. <laughs> you know, they're, and they weren't going to be like jobs for just anybody. You know, when we were growing jobs for executives. We were growing up, everybody thought the Jetsons was cute. I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. 
I got one more story from Waking Times, and it's called Six Radical Shifts in Society Now Being Normalized by NWO. And what is NWO? And no, know. it is not a wrestling. Uh, I thought it was like a rap thing. New World Order. Oh. Yeah. Tony, Tony's list. Tony loves lists. Woo. Woo. All right. One is go. permanent war. Yeah, we're in permanent war. Think about war. it. We're like in seven, eight. Orwell or George Orwell warned totalitarianism requires permanent war being fought or occupations mm -hmm. constantly. And we have that. And it is so, it goes 16 years and it is part of our ordinary life. We never see it on the news anymore. Nope. When I was growing up, every night Walter Cronkite had something about Vietnam why going is that, on. Tony? Why is that? I don't know. You tell me. That's because if it's on TV, people are going to be like, when are we getting out of this wars? People are going to get annoyed about it. So they just, the only people that really know that we're in those wars are the few people that are in the military that get redeployed five, six times, right? So those families are super connected to those wars. And the rest of us, we go on our merry way because it's not reported. They learn from Vietnam. Let's not televise what's going oh, on. Oh, Vietnam used to give me, I used to see the footage on the news. Dragging like parts of bodies to helicopters. Oh, I used to get friggin' nightmares as a kid. they're freaking out over Tulsi. My mother always thought, oh, you gotta stop watching Chiller Theater and all those monster movies. No, it was, I was having nightmares about what I saw in the news. Yeah, the real stuff. That's uh. why they're very worried about Tulsi because she keeps reminding people the reason why we don't have money for things at home, domestic issues, is because we're pumping it into seven and eight wars, regime change wars that have nothing to do with America. All right. Number two is the denial of human nature and of natural law. Values that run counter to nature are being pressed to the top of the public consciousness like confusion over gender identity. Right. You know, I don't know. I go into a guy. I go into a, a, a public bathroom. Now, I'm in there with a bunch of guys. I don't look at anybody. I don't know if the guy, one guy is a she-male in there. I, at Jones Beach, I head right for the nearest stall, take a leak, come out, wash my hands, and I'm out of the bathroom. First of all, the smell is atrocious. You're not going to So I don't want to linger in there any longer than I have right. to. I got it. I got it. You know, like Larry Craig. <laughs> you know, sitting in stalls. Well, he was waiting for somebody. Oops, with the foot. He was waiting for somebody. All right, three, a cashless society, which I'm starting to notice more and more $5 bills are becoming scarce and scarce. Yeah, a lot, it's, it's very rare. When you pay cash, you're like a weirdo because everybody pays a credit card, debit card, all different forms of payment. Payments, I don't even know what they are. Bitcoin, right? Yeah. People don't carry money around. That's why yeah, remember the country we, isn't so much Remember debt. when we went to see the movie The Town and you made the point we were sitting in the theater and uh, they were going to rob Fenway Park? And you, what you said to me goes, what kind of money are they going to get out of there? Everybody pays for everything on credit, credit cards card. now. Yep. And you, I said, yeah, steal. you're right about that. I didn't even think about There's that. Nothing to steal. Everybody charges. They want to do F RFID chips and plastic, which means credit cards constantly. Uh, four, total surveillance and the end of privacy. Well, they just re-upped the Patriot Act, and that was the Democrats. Just saying, folks. Just saying. So this started, the uptick came right after, of course, 9 11. And they keep doing it. It's not stopped. Once you get something, you to get it taken away, very hard. Five, cannibalism. Really? Where it's like always stories, the fear of the walking dead, return of the walking dead, the reunion of the walking oh, dead. Do all those shows. The body, oh, the, the zombies are always eating people or trying to eat people, and they try to normalize it. 
There are a lot of shows about that. I mean, it's I mean, back boring. in the day, yeah, of course it is. Back in the day, if you wanted a zombie, you went to George Romero, <laughs> and he only did like three, and then he he tacked one on. And I'm reading one of his stories that didn't make AMC called Empire of the Dead. But I mean, everything is you know zombie. I mean, this has been going on for a decade. How much mileage? Before that, we had the vampires. How much mileage can people? you get out of zombies? I don't know, but people are watching it if it's on. People are watching. Fear the Walking Dead, this the Walking Dead, yeah. that the... We're the Walking Dead. <laughs> well, apparently, we're not living as long. Yeah. Right? Number six and the final one, radical sexual perversion and perversion of the human and of the body. Sex trafficking rings that are exposing pedophilia in corporate and government hierarchies. Well, we know that through the Jeffrey Epstein story, yeah. right? Those are all very powerful people, and suddenly a Jeffrey Epstein turns up dead. Okay, extreme surgical body modifications, like booty implants and... Oh, all that plastic surgery. I saw a girl one day going into key food. I said, that's got to be a butt implant. Oh, I was with you. Yeah, Yeah, remember I said that was a butt implant? I don't know why people think that looks good. The legs were too skinny and the... I don't know, I don't think it's proportional. And the dump will look like oversized balloons. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I I, I never like, I don't know. I just don't think it's attractive. It must be hard to get close. And and the last one is sex changes in children. Oh, I've read about that. Isn't that weird? It's very strange. Yeah, like, I mean, how do you know what you are at that age? I know it's... it's And I would tell the kid, uh, this is not a phase. This is not like a toy. If you become something else, you, we can't change you back. It's weird. I, there was a whole article in the New York Times about that. So that is the six radical shifts in society being normalized by the new world order. Now, after this, I'm definitely going to find uh, C4 under my car. Go ahead. So, blow it up. It's 10 so years old. <laughs> malarkey bus. You know he has a malarkey bus? I swear to you. It's called the malarkey tour. Because, you know, he always says you're full of malarkey. He's just become such an old guy, and he's cranky. And he had, like, this spat with this, like, um, person that was at one of his... Some beer belly Gus. Yeah, there weren't a lot of people there either. And he just lashed out. The guy called him fat. Um, He was a retired farmer. I think he was 84 years old. He didn't look that old, but that's what he said. And he just, like, wanted to know stuff about his son. Because I'm sorry, there is something strange about his son getting a a job with an energy company in the Ukraine. He has no experience doing that kind of work. And he's vice president. It does sound a little odd, right? Yeah. Okay? And I think that's also hurting Biden. Because then you're going to run for president against Trump, and Trump's going to have that to run against Biden with. You think Biden... You think... Listen, they're making it like... Um, they're making it like Trump didn't want to run against Biden. Trump could beat Biden in a minute. I'm sorry. Because people... Well, I'm not too sure because guys on my job that voted for Trump, do you know what they told me? Oh, if Biden would have been in the election, I would have voted for him. So you you never know. Those are soft Trump voters, though. Those are not the hardcore psycho ones. But I couldn't believe he told the guy he was fat, and he said, let's do push-ups together. I was like, oh, he's becoming so nuts. I just can't. I just can't. This next debate is going to be even worse. And I'm sorry. Like, we've had people say um, Bernie's old. Bloomberg is as old as Bernie. Same age. Uh, Biden is an old guy. They're all old. Elizabeth Warren is also old. These are all old people. So the old argument when you're talking about Bernie does not work. Okay? If you just don't like the guy, 
you know, you're not going to have to hang out with them. But I think it might be good for your, like, bottom line in your house at your kitchen table. I think twice about that. All right, guys. It was really fun hanging out with you. And we are going to um, split. <laughs> and we will be with you next time. Bernie, Bernie Tulsi, 2020. Bloomberg, boo.